You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you to everybody listening all over North America. I'm here for three more hours. I'm going to have me a good time for the next three hours, and I'm glad that you're joining me. I get started every single weeknight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. And thank you again for tuning in. If you listened to the last hour of the show, we talked about the Lakers and LeBron James. LeBron James uh, and the Lakers, they beat the Knicks tonight in New York City, 129 to 123. Uh, LeBron James did not pass Kareem yet. He needs 89 more points. Seems like it'll be next week, maybe Saturday. But for tonight, LeBron James did pass Mark Jackson and Steve Nash. He is fourth all time in assists. And he had a triple-double tonight. 28 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. If you missed a minute or second from last hour, simple. You can hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. Thank you to everybody listening in live right now on our many CBS Sports Radio affiliates all over North America. Everybody tuned in on Sirius XM Channel 158. Uh, Everybody on CBSSportsRadio.com. And uh, you can always also listen on a smart speaker. Just ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. If you want to talk to me here, it's simple. Phone number 855-2124-CBS. Social media. At JR Sport Brief. And Shep, where, where are you at, Shep? I am in uh, the uh, paraphilatial known as New York. Oh, social media, man. Oh, on social media. I'm at the Good Shepherd underscore. Awesome. Thank well, you. there you have it. And so we got a lot to do. We, we've talked about LeBron James, and he will be discussed a lot uh, over the next week as he gets ready to pass Kareem. 89 points away. Uh, LeBron James climbing up the the record books isn't the only thing uh, worth discussing tonight. Uh, We all learned earlier today that uh, Sean Payton, he's going to be on his way to the Denver Broncos. Uh, The Saints and the Broncos have come up with some trade compensation numbers involving draft picks that will move Sean Payton from a team that he coached for 16 years. We know that he just took a year off to sit on television on Fox and now he's going to be tasked with heading to Denver to change their fortunes around because God knows what we just saw this past season from the Denver Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett at the helm was disastrous. I mean, from the very first game, sending the kicker out there, hey, man, kick a 64-yarder, things didn't necessarily improve uh, at all. Nathaniel Hackett not even lasting the entire year. And when you are the Walton family, the folks who run and operate Walmart and you got more money than anybody else in the NFL, you just going to spend cash. The Denver Broncos have allocated about $250 million to Russell Wilson. They ain't sending that guy out there to be complete garbage. And so Sean Payton will be tasked with fixing this team. We're going to talk about that momentarily. We also learned that D'Amico Ryans is now the the new head coach uh, for the Houston 
uh, Texans, which have been a disaster in and of themselves. I know people are thrilled that Lovey Smith is gone. Earlier today, we learned that the Pro Bowl is even more of a joke. Uh, Tyler Huntley will be participating in the Pro Bowl games. And so we got a lot more to do as the show goes on. Aaron Rodgers talked to Pat McAfee about his future. Uh, Urban Meyer uh, did some talking today as well about his future. But let's get into this guy that we just mentioned, Sean Payton. We know about his success. One of the most successful coaches that we have seen here uh, overall in in the NFL's 100-plus year history. 152 coaching victories at the time of his departure, 21st all-time. We know about what he's done here uh, over the past 20 years. He's the winningest coach in Saints history. Uh, He started in 2006, uh, won a championship with Drew Brees. You think about Brees and Peyton, it's like peanut butter and jelly. And then Drew Brees left. This man had to figure out the quarterback position. He's like, I'm not sitting around with Jameis Winston. And he went to television. He decided he didn't want anymore. But, of course, when you have the success in the resume of of Sean Payton, people are going to come knocking. They're going to come calling. And so the New Orleans Saints still own and have his rights. And now he's going to be moved. The Saints will receive the Broncos 2023 first round draft pick that's number 29 this season they're going to get their 2024 second round pick and the Broncos well they get Sean Payton as well as the Saints 2024 third round pick and so the Saints here man trying to make things happen and the, the Broncos they're trying to figure out where the hell they're going to get picks from. They got Sean Payton. I guess between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, they can go ahead and, and fix the world for a team that just went 5-12. and 12. It was only a couple of weeks ago on television that Sean Payton pretty much started his crusade just to go out there and, I don't know, get a job. He's been interviewing what it seems like the entire world. And I hope this is worth it for the Denver Broncos because this year, this year's draft, they will not pick until round number three. The Denver Broncos will not have a draft pick until pick number 68. It was only a few weeks ago that Kurt Menefee on Fox, he looked Sean Payton in the eye and he pretty much asked him, hey, man. What are the odds that we see you back on television versus seeing you coach next year? This is what Sean Payton had to say. Is there a place you're leaning towards right now? No, it, there's, there's absolutely not a place I'm leaning towards, and Denver's been the only team. Uh, I said this on the prior show, and, and it's important for you guys to hear this. I'm going to have a hard time finding a better roster. I got my, my right defensive end, my left defensive end. I got my starting quarterback. If we want to go to pistol, we'll bring in Vic. Yeah. All right, I got the head coach right here. Like, I'm kind of picky. And so this job is, is as good as a lot of those jobs that we just saw. But no, the protocol is, is just permission right now. Um, this has happened before. It's happened maybe a dozen, half dozen times. And then uh, the interview process can begin on the 17th. So uh, we'll see what happens. You're not really... 
Go ahead, Jimmy. Shot. Let's put like you. Hey, put oh, he's you. He's standing up. It's big. Hey, put something. you under the light. Go ahead. Put you under the light. What would you be looking for in a job? I think it's more. Everyone's asked about that, like city or quarterback. I, I think it's more about ownership and front office. I, I, I think. Look, there's no utopia. All these teams that we just saw Jay go through, they're all, they're all moving on for reasons. And some of them, you got to be careful. If it's not just the coach, that there's other problems that are deeper. So for me, it would be ownership and front office. Okay. I got two quick questions. One, uh, the flattery was really nice what you said to us. One through ten, what are the chances you'll be here next year with us? Seven. No, well, it don't seem like no seven now, does it? It seems like he's going to go to the team that he talked about at the beginning of that conversation. He's going to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And why not? He, he has a quarterback in front of him. And his name is, is Russell Wilson. And he talked about ownership. He's going to the team with the owner that got more money than, than anybody. Have you been in Walmart? Depending on where you live, what does Walmart not sell? The Walton family is, is wealthy beyond measure. They said, hey, we need a quarterback. Okay, fine. How much we got to pay Russell Wilson? Let's trade for him and give him $250 million. And he looked like crap last year, didn't he? The entire offense for the Broncos was complete garbage. Sean Payton is supposed to be the offensive genius, right? Isn't Sean Payton, uh, he's going to fix things, huh? I'll put it to you this way. What do you what do you have to lose, right? What, draft picks? You, you think they got fleeced? I mean, we have seen through the course of history – uh, you think about certain players, or not players, but actual coaches. How about someone like uh, Bill Parcells? Bill Parcells, uh, New York Jets, uh, New England Patriots, they were draft picks exchanged for him. First-round draft picks. and So this isn't, anything, this isn't anything unusual, not by any stretch of the imagination. And if you're the Broncos, you have no choice, no choice, but to go for it right now. You've already invested money into Russell Wilson, who is crazy. It's 34 years old. You have a top defense or had a top defense in the NFL last year. You're trying to rebuild the offense. If, if, if you're the Broncos, look, Russell Wilson is going to work or not work. And you're still going to have Sean Payton. What's the worst that could happen? As a matter of fact, Russell Wilson, he's, he's eager to move forward himself. It's a terrible year for Russell Wilson. 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. The Broncos had the worst offense in the entire NFL. Only 17 points per game. They had a terrible head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. Aaron Rodgers loved him. I guess Nathaniel Hackett did his laundry, helped him win MVPs, but he could not, pardon the pun, he could not hack it as the head coach for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, poor choice of words, but you know what the hell I'm saying. After the season, a matter of fact, after a beatdown against the Ravens, which looked like a, just a, a roll around in the dirt, Russell Wilson made it clear, I do not want to be a loser again next year i really lost many games like this um so it's a it's a it's a new uh new feeling uh one i don't like 
um, one I don't want to experience ever again, and uh, one that we have to figure out how to do that and how to not experience this as a collective group. Um, you know, like you said, I, I'm used to for us to finding ways to win and all that stuff. But I think it's not about used to or you know anything else. It's about tomorrow. He could have went on for another five minutes, and we would have got more more Russellisms. I don't want to feel this again, and we're going to come back next year, and we're going to play better, and I hope to play better, and I can't wait to get started. And I'm sure he ended – Shep, did, did he end the press conference? Probably not. It'd be poor timing by saying let's ride. Probably not, right? <laughs> Probably not, no. Probably not. He got a ride as soon as he could out of there, but uh, not, not that specific quote. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm certain that uh, the fan base, the media – and all of my friends in Denver were sick of, of him and let's ride uh, by the time we got to the, the end of the year. And I, I'll put it to you this way. I understand the draft pick compensation. I mentioned, you know, Bill Parcells. Four draft picks traded from the Patriots to the Jets, including a uh, first-round draft pick in 1999. You think about Bill Belichick when he went from the Jets to the Patriots – uh, New York Jets, they got a first-round draft pick. The man who's no longer in the NFL, who was able to get, well, uh, let me not say get, Mark Davis decided to give him a $100 million contract, but way before that, when he moved from the Raiders to the Buccaneers, uh, John Gruden was worth a 2002 first-round draft pick, plus some. So we are not here in in any place that's not ventured waters. The Broncos have no choice. Here's the thing. The Walton family isn't going anywhere. Their money isn't going anywhere. Nobody wants to spend $250 million on Russell Wilson to just have this guy sink in the NFL. And Russell Wilson is going to have to change. He's going to have to adapt. And, I mean, certainly there were reports of Russell Wilson having his own office, his own office at the Denver Broncos a practice facility. I was actually there uh, not too long after he, he was traded. I ain't seen no damn Russell Wilson office, but if there is one, I can imagine that won't be the case under Sean Payton. The Broncos got life. They got a defense. They just need an experienced head coach. Someone who's won a championship, someone who's worked with a Hall of Famer, and someone who's going to command respect. And I think that's Sean Payton. If you're the Denver Broncos, what the hell else do you have to lose? I mean, what what good is a draft pick if you don't have a, a head coach who can organize and garner the respect of the whole team? And so I have no issue with the draft compensation that they gave up, the Broncos did to the Saints to bring in Sean Payton. And I think if you're the Broncos, you pretty much have no choice. You got to try to squeeze out whatever the hell you can from Russell Wilson while he is here. 34 years old. His deal doesn't end until after the 2028 season. I'm going to say that again. Russell Wilson's contract does not end until after the 2028 season. Good luck. That's why they got Sean Payton in there, and I'm not mad at anything they gave up to acquire him. Phone lines are open, 
That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I know we got a lot of thoughts on LeBron. I know people have thoughts on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I'm going to take your calls on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I'm at work doing security, man, and I listen to your show every night. Hey, man, I am new to your show, but I absolutely love it. It's awesome. This is the best sports talk radio show on the air for sure, bar none. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. We've already had a busy first two hours. Right before the break, we talked about Sean Payton basically being traded or his rights being traded from the New Orleans Saints over to the Denver Broncos, where he will uh, ultimately coach Russell Wilson and the disaster that they had last year. Uh, Things can't get worse, right? There's no way in hell things could be as bad as they were this upcoming season. And so for that, despite the, uh, the draft compensation moving over a first rounder, plus Sean Payton, I think it's well worth it for the Denver Broncos to turn things around. We talked about LeBron James, who is now 89 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and as well, uh, tonight against the New York Knicks in the Lakers' victory, LeBron James moved up the all-time assists leader list. He's now fourth all-time, uh, passing both Mark Jackson and Steve Nash in one night. Before I get to your phone lines on it all, 855-212-4CBS, I need to let you know about the Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. You can learn more at NavyFederal.org. And that player would be Hassan Reddick. Two sacks, and we know about the first one, basically knocking... Brock Purdy out of the game early on, and the Eagles were able to handle the 49ers easily this past Sunday in the NFC Championship game. The final score, 31-7. to Hassan Reddick, he is your Navy Federal Credit Union Defensive Player of the Week. Let's go ahead and hit the phone lines up, 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. A Wesley is calling from Alabama. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey. Hey, you would be live, Wesley. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I just wanted to say, um, did you, uh, by chance, catch the score of the Alabama uh, basketball game tonight? No, I haven't. Oh, man. It was a beatdown of epic proportions. So I'm uh, glad I didn't see it. But what was, else you got? Uh, Yes, 101 to 44. They be, they beat Vanderbilt. So I'm glad I didn't see it. What else is up? Uh I was just going to say uh I've been a Saints fan my whole life and I obviously can tell that Russell Wilson is going to have massive success and I agree Hassan Reddick definitely deserves defensive player of the week. I mean, the man just put on a clinic. Why are you confident that that Sean Payton is going to turn things around in Denver? 
Well, look at the way um, he turned it around in New Orleans. Uh, it was just a massive turnaround that no one saw coming. Okay, reasonable. Well, thank you, Wesley, for calling from Alabama. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Anytime. I love the show. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we, we know Sean Payton didn't necessarily have the uh, the easiest route there in taking over the Saints, especially starting in, in 2006 right out of the gate. They went to the NFC title game. They lost to the Bears that year. He has more victories than anybody in Saints history. We know about the relationship uh, with him in the city, Breeze in the city, coming over and getting things started, uh, following Katrina. Uh, he's he's won tons of games. I mean, there's, there's no denying that. 855-212-4CBS. Lucas here from Baltimore. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You know, it really helps uh, Sean Payton's resume when you have the number two passing quarterback via yards of all time. He's got over 80,000 passing yards, and then he's number two all time with passing touchdowns. That will make any head coach's resume look good. So he's, he had the, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, that uh, to, to coach, and that really helps out oh, well, a lot. So, well, uh, well, yeah, of course. I, I, I think we we hear this from a, a lot of folks, and thank you, Luke, for calling from Baltimore. Yeah, of course. If you were to go ahead and ask Bill Belichick about his success, he he has said it plenty of times. He's like, hey, I wouldn't be able to do it without great players. I mean, if we wanted to go look at another sport, if we wanted to take a look at basketball. Where would Phil Jackson be if he was just, I don't know, coaching the Grizzlies from Vancouver? Where would Phil Jackson be if, if he just said, oh, well, let's let's give you the uh, give you the expansion Miami Heat? No, he started off with Michael Jordan and coached some guy named Shaq and Kobe. And so, of course, if you want to take a look at, at the talent, sure, Drew Brees had talent. He didn't start to maximize that talent, or at least no one trusted him to maximize that talent, until he got to New Orleans. Nobody trusted his shoulder. He was supposed to go to Miami. That didn't necessarily happen. And so we can always look at the chicken and the egg scenario. I can say, well, would, would Drew Brees still have the, the same amount of success if, if he stayed in San Diego or went to Miami or went elsewhere? Or was this a, a perfect confluence? And I'm not going to tell you that Russell Wilson is completely cooked because I don't think he is. Can he move around the same way? Is he going to go out there and rush for, I don't know, 700 yards like he did a, a few seasons ago? No, I don't see that happening. But I don't think Russell Wilson is just prime for the garbage bin. I think he still has some life left in him. And I think Sean Payton, and in reality, they cannot be worse than what they were last year at all. None. And yes, we can look at Sean Payton. Oh, he had Drew Brees. Well, Drew Brees had him. Is the player more important? Yes. But I'm not going to disregard what the coach has done over the past 16 years. He's one of the most accomplished in the league. What are we thinking? That anybody could do it? Did we just see what happened with Nathaniel Hackett? Coaches, you think about, just look at the big picture. Most NFL coaches do not last. They have zero success. Most coaches in the NFL, all things considered, 
they end up being losers. And so when you actually have one who's a winner, a big-time winner, I just think it's real short-sighted to go, well, he had Drew Brees. Well, he had Bill Belichick. Like, let's, let's give these guys some credit as well. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Oregon and talk to Tim. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. Hello. Hey, uh, I didn't call for this reason, but I'll tell you why I did call. Um, but as far as Denver, I, so they're going to win one or two more games next year. He's going to be a year older and maybe one or two more games the next year. It's, it's a long process with Russell Wilson. I, I think it's too late. But the reason I called you. Well, hold on. Uh, before, the, you, before you move on, and I'll, I'll let you, what, what should the Broncos have done? It's been reported uh, that they wanted D'Amico Ryans, which is, is reasonable. They wouldn't necessarily have to give up the draft capital or the assets. And we know that D'Amico Ryans will now be the head coach of the team he started his career with, with the Houston Texans. Knowing that fact, what was the other option for the Broncos? The, the, the option was what they did. I agree with what you're saying. It's, the option is what they did. They made the right decision. But darn it, it's not enough. They lost so many players. And, yeah, you talked about their defense, and they better be just as good or better next year because it's going to be a rough year there. You know, I don't know, you know, one or two more wins. If you, if you only get one or two more wins more than you had this year, the next two seasons, you know, then the guy's 36, 37 years old. They need to win now. It's too bad they don't have some better draft picks. Um, well, I'll think, talk to you about James when you're well, ready. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, Tim. I, 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 think, I think it's too early to say that. It's still January. Give it a few hours. It'll be February, depending on where you live. And right. I, I'm not going to say, oh, they're only going to win one or two more games. Let's see them get through the offseason first. Let's not just judge it on what the past roster was before we go through an offseason of free agency, of cuts, of releases, of potential other trades, uh, one step at a time. What's your point on LeBron? You made a good point. Um, James, I'm disappointed in this. If I go back to the days of Walt Frazier to Busher, and then we can go on and on and on about all these stars, Bird and all these guys over the years, what man in that generation would have ever taken this game off against, let's say, the, the New Orleans Pelicans, in the middle of a heated race where they're really only three or four games behind a team like that and just give a team a chance to, to win because he wants to set the record at home, they're, in, they're, they're 50 games into the season, and he needs to play if he's healthy and not save it for the home crowd. I don't know what you think about that, but I feel strongly about that. Why would he take the night off in the 49, 50 games into the season when they're fighting to get into the top ten? And I am not a Laker fan. I just find it hard to believe that he's going to take a night off. No, there's, there's, this no there's, there's no confirmation that he is going to take a night off. So that is... Well, I hope he a, does, and I've heard the talk. I, I hope he doesn't do well, that. I, that's, I, that's I, well, Tim, let me respond. Damn, Tim, you asked me a question. Let me respond. Sorry. I'm, I'm glad you feel strongly about it, but hold on a second. I agree with you. I, 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 I assume you didn't hear the last hour of the show last night. As I basically said, if I were just a quote-unquote regular NBA fan, I wouldn't be buying no damn ticket to see anybody right now just because of the amount of players that don't play. And so I find it disgusting. Uh, And I think the NBA, the Players Association, everybody involved, they have to figure out a way 
to have the players out there. And everybody can sit around and, and come up with different ideas and concepts to incentivize play. Uh, the plan was supposed to do that and also stop tanking. It hasn't. All you did is give the players another opportunity to kind of lollygag throughout the year and say, oh, this is your last chance to potentially get in. And so I agree with you. It's absolutely terrible. And we can go through a long list of players who would have played through, I don't know, stabbings, gunshot wounds, and and broken legs. But the fact is we are in a different era. And if I were to take a player from 20 years ago and draft them into this life, they'd probably be sitting out too. But I think we understand we're in two different times, spaces, and eras. And so I agree with you. It would be terrible if LeBron James decided not to play uh, against New Orleans. He hasn't said as much. The Lakers haven't said as much. But we know based on some of the things that we've seen, would anybody really be that surprised? I wouldn't. I think I'd be I'd be upset. Shout out to my main man, Shadell. I'm pretty sure he's going to be out there in, uh, in Smoothie King Arena. I got a lot of friends in New Orleans who would be just, uh, they'd be ticked off if they got a ticket and he didn't play because he wanted to rest. It's bad. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side of the break. I mentioned to you D'Amico Ryan's head coach of the Houston Texans. Uh, that's another team moving in a positive direction. And they're the opposite of the Broncos. They don't just have a new coach. They also got a draft pick. I'm going to take your calls. I'm going to talk to you about D'Amico. I'm going to get into the Pro Bowl. We got a lot to do. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's a great JR, man. Your show's so awesome. We uh, appreciate listening to you uh, on a regular basis, my man. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We got a lot of callers, a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions on, on Sean Payton heading over to the Denver Broncos to try to fix the disaster that we all witnessed uh, last year and last season. And we got a lot of people with a lot of thoughts, no surprise, about LeBron James as well. I'm sure you heard in the news flash, in the news uh, shared with us by Marco Belletti, uh, David Tepper defending the hire or, or bringing in uh, Frank Reich as the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers and and leaving Steve Wilkes to figure out what he does next, especially the fact that, yeah, okay, you had an African-American head coach who was able to go 500 the rest of the way, but Frank Wright comes in because of his his offensive prowess. Well, the NFL did add uh, another African-American head coach today as D'Amico Ryans will be coaching the Houston Texans. Obviously, the McNair family runs the Texans, And the past two years, it's basically been a babysitter uh, scenario. David Culley came in to babysit. Uh, Lovey Smith came in to babysit. I I just don't know why Uh, they brought Lovey Smith in. Uh, They won the last game of the season, which didn't necessarily do them any good. 
in their draft stock or status. At least the Bears don't need a quarterback at number one. And so the Texans will draft that number two. And now they have their head coach. And I think it's pretty damn cool that their head coach is someone who played for the team. To me, it feels like yesterday. I remember when D'Amico Ryans was basically a rookie uh, in the NFL. He won Defensive Player of the Year for the rookies in 2006. He's been to multiple Pro Bowls, uh, finished up his career with Philly, and then basically has been working with Kyle Shanahan uh, ever since. He took over for Coach Salah as the defensive coordinator, and now he's going to be leading the way for the Houston Texans. He's an easy guy to root for, and so once the Texans actually get their hands on their next franchise quarterback, who knows, maybe Bryce Young, maybe Stroud, I have no idea, uh, they can start to to rebuild some of the, well, not just some, just rebuild the whole damn team. Uh, Damian Pierce had a good rookie season. Uh, Brandon Cooks certainly didn't want to be there, and uh, having a head coach lead the way is certainly one part of the equation. And pretty soon the Texans will have their hands on someone who they feel and hope is their next starting quarterback for years. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Speaking of the Panthers, before I move on, uh, Frank Reich in speaking to the media today, uh, he's the head coach. Head coach needs a quarterback. We know it ain't going to be Sam Darnold. We hope to God not. This is what Frank Reich had to say about the QB position. You got to have stability at quarterback. You, you, you know, you want to have stability at quarterback. So um, the good thing that I've learned in my past experience here, uh, in the past experience in a few years, is we've learned how to adapt to different styles of quarterbacks, but that's not the ideal situation. Yeah, good luck to the Carolina Panthers. Denver Broncos got a coach and a quarterback. They just hope that the quarterback isn't washed up. 855-212-4CBS Lloyd is here from Oklahoma. Hey, Lloyd, you'd happen to be live. Yes, yes. Yeah, you're live. Uh, Go JR, ahead, Lloyd, please. JR, without getting too analytic, I just wanted the listeners to know, to be all fair here with Russell, and don't get me wrong, you know, I mean, we've had some offensive line injuries, as you know, running back injuries. In fact, you know, we had the most injuries there at one point in the NFL, okay? And I think a lot of people forget about that. And I'm trying to be fair with Russell but at the same time, you know, the contractual, you know, before the Walton Penner group got a hold of Denver, I mean, you know, I don't know why we made that kind of a contract without doing a little more assessment. And that's my view on that. But And I wanted your input on that. But, well, uh, yeah, go well, ahead. Part, part, I'm not going to say part. Everything that you just said is, is accurate. I mean, a friend of mine, Dalton Reisner, uh, was on the offensive line for the Denver Broncos Absolutely. last year. And now yep. Dalton Dalton is, is likely to be uh, moving on. I'm, I'll actually see uh, Dalton, I should see Dalton at the Super Bowl next week in Arizona. And so, yeah, there have been mm-hmm. a lot of injuries. Uh, Dalton, uh, people have been critical of him and his play. Uh, you mentioned uh-huh. Russell Wilson. There's, there's honest criticism for years about Russell holding on to the ball for too long. and so That's I, correct. I'll say mm-hmm. this, as I told mm-hmm. uh, one of our callers right before the break. This is why we have an off season. Like you have Russell yeah. Wilson, he is older. Yeah. You're bringing in Sean mm-hmm. Payton. We know the offense needs a whole reconstruction. It's not just 
Russell. It's not just the line. It's not just the the weapons at receiver. It's not just injuries. Next year is going to be a new year with additional talent. They're going to have to gel. But I find it very difficult to believe that next Mm -hmm. season the offense is the worst in the NFL again. Yes, yes. Hey, Jr. Do you do you believe though that, that that when you have a quality head coach, he can improve the culture there, right? Yes. I mean, you know, you yes. can really improve the culture. Another thing that really bothered me, Uh-oh. you know, speaking about Russell was just, yeah. you know, the sacks that we had, the turnovers. I mean, turnovers really killed Denver. But how look how good the defense played, Jr. All through the season. Really, when you, well, I mean, obviously the Rams. I was a big. That's out why, there. and they had to. They had to work overtime. Or are they going to maintain yeah. the same level of play, being top yeah. five again? I mean, we we don't know, but I can't imagine the fall off uh, being that tough. Thank you, Lloyd, for calling from Oklahoma. Kevin is calling from Chicago. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Jr. So I was thinking about lately of all the hate on Mike McCarthy and all the love on Sean Payton, and that's pretty much in the media and. A lot of people think Sean Payton's going to come in and fix the Broncos. But when you really looked at it, you got Mike McCarthy, same regular season winning percentage, better playoff record, better top season, which was 15-1. and one. He, They both have a Super Bowl, but there's a bunch of hate on Mike McCarthy, and everybody thinks Sean Payton's going to come in and fix everything. And I just don't see it. I, well, I think giving up those draft picks isn't that great. So I don't could think... you maybe put me in my place and let me know oh, where I'm... I am? I'm not going to put you in your place. Uh, What I find is, and our our last caller kind of alluded to this, everything that you just said about numbers and stats are are pretty accurate. Between Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy, starting in 2006 with their respective teams, the Saints, and at that point in time for Mike McCarthy, the Green Bay Packers, all of those numbers are comparable. A Super Bowl apiece, and, and, and looking at that, that's true. Now, I would kind of bristle at, oh, this is manufactured from the media, you know, the praise of Sean Payton versus the the smacking around of Mike McCarthy. You know, I can think about someone like, like Drew Pearson, who spoke with Zach Gelb right before my show, and he pretty much affirmed, confirmed something that came out of Mike McCarthy's own mouth. What I told our last caller, and he said this, he used the word culture. We can look at stats and we can look at numbers. I always find a head coach in the NFL to be the the tip of the spear in establishing how everybody else communicates underneath him, but more importantly, respect. That's it. Mike McCarthy, and, and we can look at the record and the numbers, and I'll say this because it's not a long point. I feel throughout the course of his tenure, he's had a whole hell of a lot of talent in Green Bay. I'd venture to say more often than not, more than the Saints. Uh, That's debatable for some, but I'd say that. Mike McCarthy, for years, has been undermined, not just by his his own players, high Aaron Rodgers towards the end, but by fan bases, ex-players. Mike McCarthy, at times in speaking, is not the most clear in his points. I've never necessarily heard that about Sean Payton in the same way. And so when you ask me or you you bring up the fact of the numbers are comparable, why is one guy praised and the other guy kind of slapped around? He gets slapped around all the time. And that's the difference. 
if you're not respected, man, what difference does it make, right? Yeah, that's a good point, JR. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. No problem, Kevin. Thank you for calling from Chicago. Like, that's, that's, that's the first thing that you want from a head coach. Is he going to have the respect? And that's not to take away from what Mike McCarthy has done. We can look at the numbers. The numbers look good. The talent that he has worked with looks good. But Mike McCarthy looks silly when in a press conference he's just, oh, yeah, we weren't prepared. We can all do better. Well, well, who does that fall on? That falls on you. And I'm thinking about recently. It doesn't look or sound good when Jerry Jones is talking about his head coach and he goes, well, our head coach knows he ain't going to be here forever. I got two other guys that could replace him right now. Whoa. He getting slapped around by Aaron Rodgers, and it, it doesn't look good. Sean Payton receives praise, as far as I can see, from people inside the room. And that's where it starts with any head coach. That's where it starts with any leader, anybody who opens up their mouth and is tasked with leading other people. If you don't got no respect, things are going to crumble. Look at what just happened with Nathaniel Hackett. The players didn't respect him from that first damn game. What the hell is our coach doing? And he got the boot early, didn't he? It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS. Speaking of respect, I'm going to tell you about something the NFL does that has no respect for me. I'm going to tell you on the other side here on CBS Sports Radio.